Thanks for tuning in to What is the Point? This podcast is tailored for those navigating their 20s and 30s who want to end up somewhere on purpose. We promise to keep the conversation real and honest as we ask ourselves this question. What's the point in all the different facets of our life? It's our desire that you would gain practical handles to these deeper questions we ask ourselves every single day. So with that being said, let's hop into this week's episode of What is the Point? Welcome to another episode of What is the Point? We're so glad that you're here with us today. My name is John Martz. Yes, it is. And I had to introduce myself before my other two co-hosts. In order of importance, Heather Harmon. Yes. Oh. <laughs> What's up, guys? <laughs> and back in the studio, JD. <laughs> Jordan Deese. Bow, bow. Love it, love it, love it. Well, here's the deal. Um, with me and my wife, my wife has been watching a lot of reruns of Bachelor in Paradise. And so uh, this has gotten me going on so many different relationship things Ooh. in uh, in this show. It's just unbelievable. Um, but I was like, man, if that's even a glimpse of what the dating world looks like today, we have to talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> have to. Have to. I've got some hot takes on so many things that are going on in that show, but also just in real life. And I know when it comes to relationships, uh, we all have so many questions and it's so easy to overcomplicate things, even when you're married. Yes. Um, and so today, this podcast is not specifically for single people. This is for anybody who is single, who's dating, who's engaged, who's married, because uh, today we are just walking through uh, setting the foundation for some relationship stuff that we're going to be walking through in the next couple of weeks. Um, Next week, we'll be talking about um, uh, what to look for in a guy and the week after that, what to look for in in a girl. And so those will be some fun weeks. (laughs) Heather, I'm excited to hear your take on some I know. Of this. I wish there was another girl, <laughs> so I wasn't the only one speaking on behalf of all girls. That's you, you speak for all the girls. John can can uh, summon his inner Joanne. Oh, absolutely! <laughs> uh, like chi- like jo- Joanna, Chip and Joanna Gaines. Yeah, but no, John and Joanne. Joanne, it just oh, goes okay. with that. Would be okay. that would be. My I love name. how yes. we both naturally went to Chip and Joe. Love them. <laughs> Chip and Joanna. Love them. Good, good relationship. Chip people to look after. Yeah. <laughs> I love oh, Unbelievable. <laughs> All right. So, uh, hey, today we're going to be giving some relationship takes on some things. And uh, I always like to preface this before we do any type of relationship talk in any type of way because none of us are relationship experts. No. Uh, clearly not Heather. I mean, she's, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm not even married. I shouldn't be here. <laughs> um, I'm totally joking. It, it has nothing to do with who you're dating or how long you've been married right. or mm-hmm. if you have kids or, you know, even if you have a great relationship, really, we always talk about this. They have to, the person giving some advice has to have some sort of um, grasp on what scripture has to say about relationships mm. and about blessed uh, blessed relationships. And so um, that's really what we're doing today. And so we're walking through kind of what scripture has to say about relationships. And so today we're keeping it a little bit more general, um, but we'll walk through um, some singles, some some dating and some marriage questions. And then, like I said, the next couple of weeks, we'll be, we'll be getting into something a little bit more specific, but uh, I thought we'd start off with maybe a question that I've gotten from some singles because- Ooh. I think if we start with singles, then um, it kind of applies to the other two as well because yeah. you're working on an individual. And so right. uh, I, I think that's, I don't know, just 
helpful. And so uh, one of the first questions that I've gotten from, from those around me is just this, is how do I find contentment in being single? So how, yeah. how do I like be content while I'm single instead of just wanting to be in the next phase? Yeah. Um, sorry, did I cut you off? No, Are you wanting to go? No, <laughs> he Heather, was like coming Heather, in hot on first. that one. You, know you guys both, uh, yeah, clicked your lips at the same time. We did. It's gross. Um, well, I was just, I would say that like, I've actually been walking through this, <clears throat> excuse me, recently with a close friend of mine who, um, is kind of feeling that like, Hey, I'm, I'm so sick of being single. Like I'm ready to not be single. And I empathize cause I've been there before. Um, but I also like, I think what's most important is like really asking yourself, like, what is the root of this? Like what is quote unquote wrong that I think being in a relationship is going to fix because more than likely, I can't say with a hundred percent certainty, but I would say more than likely getting into relationship is not going to fix that. It's only going to amplify that. Right. Mm. And so mm. I think it's just like really getting to the root of, of what that feeling is. Um, because I mean, we hear that all the time. Like it's usually not a relationship problem. Once you're in the relationship, it's a singleness problem. And I think that's so true. So it's just like, what are you trying to fix or what do you think that a relationship is going to change in your life? Um, and just getting really honest with yourself that it's likely not going to. Yeah. It ultimately is a responsibility thing. Like it's easier to imagine somebody that's perfect that comes in and solves all your problems. I, I love that person, but <laughs> whoever that Send is. Send my way. <laughs> but the, the magic answer is never that easy. Yeah. It's, it's always having to look at ourselves and say, yeah, exactly right. Get to the root of it. Nobody else is going to dig, dig up that root problem in your life. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to do the hard work of going in and doing it yourself. And what I would say to the contentment thing is that until you're content when you're single, I don't think you're going to be content in a relationship because yep. of, of that same thing. Uh, there's a there's a scripture verse, Proverbs 15, 15. It says, for the despondent every day brings trouble. For the happy heart, life is a continual feast. Mm-hmm. So if if you have a uh, an attitude of like, oh, I just need somebody to fix me. I just need mm-hmm. somebody. I just need a, somebody to date. I need somebody to take me out. I need somebody to do that. And you're always like, I can't, I'm not complete unless I have somebody. Your life is going to always feel that emptiness. Yeah. But for somebody who um, for has a happy heart, who has an outlook on life of, I am content. I am going after things that bring me passion and joy it'll feel like you have a, a feast that you're like you're at golden corral and you can <laughs> get whatever you want uh, during that. So it, it just, it's just all a matter of the heart and doing the hard work in yourself yeah. before going into a relationship. Yeah, that's good. I think also too, like we've said this before, but like if you're constantly wishing for the next season, like oh, yeah. one, you will never be able to like truly be used by God in this season. Like there, like God has you in the season that you're in for a reason. And if you're constantly looking forward to the next one, then like, man, there's so many things that, that you're missing out on that the people around you are missing out on. But then also is like, if I'm single and all I can think about is being in a relationship. Then when I am in a relationship, all I'm going to be able to think about is getting engaged. And then when I'm engaged, like it's just getting married, it's just so on and so forth. And then it's just, well, one logistically, you're going to run out of things <laughs> to like be looking forward to. And then you're going to be, well, then you start upgrading. <laughs> yeah. I need a new. Yes. yes. Yeah. And I mean, it's just like, a, it's such a slippery slope. So I think it's just like being real. I think we just have to be really honest with ourselves. Right. I, I like to think of relationships as heart surgery. It's a lot easier <laughs> to learn 
heart surgery when you're not in the middle of like on an operating table like yeah. when you're not r- sitting right yeah. there overdoing it it's way easier Safe to environment. learn yeah. it's easier to learn heart surgery in like a, a medical college where you're looking through books and you're not having to dig into somebody's chest or like right YouTube or something. so yeah. when, in relationships it's way easier to work on building a great relationship when you're single because you don't have to worry about all the heart work that is involved with another person. You don't have to yeah. – it, it's it's just an easier thing to do when you're single because when you have somebody else, it adds double the problems. Mm. Yeah, so you're saying train on a dummy and yeah. then move to a <laughs> there real person. it is. Okay, no, all right. No, no. I'm just playing. That, that was bad advice right there. But <laughs> oh, here's what I want you to know because I, I, I could not agree more with kind of all of you guys and I think we're, we're all going to say the same thing in just a slightly different way. But what I want you to understand right now and I've heard it say this way is that right now you are writing a story. And so your story does not begin when you start dating somebody. Your story does not begin when you get married or when you have kids, uh, you are writing your story right now. And so, um, the last thing I want to do is have to, um, (laughs) lie about my story later. Mm. Okay. Or to be like, well, my story doesn't really start until I meet that right person. So everything I did in the past doesn't matter. No, Mm -hmm. you're going to meet somebody and then have to, uh, either yep. lie about your story or honestly be disappointed about w- what you have to share with yeah. that person. So don't be a part of uh, regret in somebody's story and don't have regrets in your story right now. So live a life that you're proud to tell that story and then also understand your story is now rather than when you start dating. So that's, that's an good. easy way to start being content when you're single. I'm just saying like, what's the story that I'm writing right now? Yep. And I want to be proud of what I'm writing while I'm single. Cause I promise you, um, people are going to flock to that and they're going to love the story that you're writing and you're going to be good. proud of what you're writing. Um, next one. And this kind of relates to singles and, yep. and dating. We'll kind of move it forward a little bit. Um, Oh, one of this is this. How do you date someone who doesn't share your same beliefs? All right, and and uh, I've heard it been said this. What there's a passage in scripture, yes, unequally yoked. Yes, if you've ever heard, if you've been around church, you've heard that. If you haven't, you're just like, what in the world is he he's talking about? Egg yolks? What's going on? Right. So uh, let me let me preface this by actually reading the scripture where this comes from. So, so a lot of people will say unequally yoked and throw it out there as like, oh, oh we're not common knowledge. We yes. all know what that means. Yes. Yeah. That we're yeah. that we're not on the same page on certain. Yeah, stuff. And, sure. And that's not exactly what it means so the the verse is actually second corinthians six fourteen. it says do not be yoked together with unbelievers for what do righteousness and wickedness have in common or what fellowship can light have with darkness so what it, the, the author is paul he's saying is don't put yourself in a situation where you are having to tackle something of this level of importance as a relationship as dating as marriage with somebody who doesn't share the same faith belief as you, because Mm. what you're going to end up doing is you're going to be heading that you think might be in the same direction, but there will come a point where as a follower of Jesus, you're carrying more weight. And what happens when you're carrying more weight on your shoulders and somebody else isn't carrying enough on theirs, you start to like spin in circles or you start to be able to have to drag that person. And that's not how life and relationships were meant to be lived. They were supposed to be meant running together in a common direction, going after things that you're both passionate about and that you can um, build toward. So when you're talking about unequally yoked, it's not like I'm not on the same page as somebody I don't think we fit in our personalities. It's 
do can I share the same common core beliefs as them? Yeah, and I'll say something really quick. Um, we're not even saying that that same belief has to be a foundation of Jesus Christ. Right. <laughs> Ultimately, any time that I do a marriage, um, there's only one reason why I wouldn't do it. And um, ultimately, it's this. It's, you know, when we sit down and we talk about kind of what Jordan was saying, the direction that you're running, what direction are you running? If there's two people who are completely okay with not going in the direction of Christ, right? Well, I'm who's to say that they won't have a they won't Great stay marriage, married, right? Like it, it, you know, and I, I think that they're going to be missing out on a lot, and I think yeah. that they will probably hit some things in the future that it's like, whoa, we need to address and talk through, right? But they're running the same direction. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, if we have two people that are running after Christ, that's awesome. Even two people who are like, okay, they may even be one feels like they're a little bit further on, along than the other. Here's the deal: you're both running in the same direction. Yeah. Let's not overcomplicate it. I honestly believe if both of them are doing it, not because the other person is making them, if both of them are doing it for the right reasons, I completely believe that uh, God can make a relationship like that work. But any time that you have a believer and a non-believer that are they're just running in opposite directions. I have never seen that work. But I'll tell you this, I've never seen two people running after God get a divorce. <laughs> like right. I just I haven't seen that ever. G- generally, it's it's one person switching directions. Right. And and so that that's kind of my preface on that and so um yeah. The whole the whole reason of a yoke and like you think of agricultural times when the Bible is written, like 2,000 years ago when they're doing that, is to put two oxen or horses or whatever yeah. it was going in the same direction. It just doubled the power. Yeah. So it, yeah. the whole reason to put the yoke on in the first place Preach. is so you can double the the amount of impact that you can have. So if you are the one that's going in a certain direction, why would you want somebody else taking away from the impact that you can make mm. when you can actually be yoked to somebody who will go in the same direction as you. Jeez, that's good. Um, another, we're, we're, and we, we are kind of dancing around different topics yeah, right now just because we're going with some questions that we got from, from you all. So uh, it may be a little bit more scattered, but we, we think all these questions are helpful. And so um, next one is this, and, and I've, I've heard this a million times from a million people. Probably yeah. the most common relationship question that I get yeah. is uh, how far is too far? I, I always and let's get practical, Heather. <laughs> <laughs> let's get some Give real answers. The people want some answers. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Well, I just think the people typically, because I get this question a lot too, when I, when I talk to people, when I meet with people uh, one-on-one, I feel like they already know the answer to the question, mm. but they're just like looking for I, like, I either want to be justified or I want you to yes. tell me I can go a little bit further. Yes. <laughs> so what I'm hearing is, yeah, no, I feel like, I mean, listen, if JP, if your body prepares itself for sex, you've already gone too far. I think that's like, that's a very blunt way of putting it. But I mean, I think it's a good, <laughs> I mean, honestly, like it's, yeah. I feel like people who ask this question, they already know. Yeah. Um, and so I, I mean, I don't help me out here. No, I get it. Like I get the question, but I think the most important thing is that you are asking the question. So if you are asking the question, it means you're in the right place to be able to navigate and have conversations around it. So I think uh, going to people with this question, people have a little bit more relationship experience or advice. Like I, I personally can't tell you where certain boundaries are for people. Like I can tell you where I probably wouldn't go and I can probably tell you where there are some areas that can be dangerous if you're heading towards, if you're not in a marriage relationship. But I can't tell you like, 
this is exactly what God says on this because it's not answered there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and and I definitely also want to say this isn't, I know what we're asking is this is physically based. Yeah. Yeah. It's how far is too far. Um, But this relates to emotions. This relates to so many different aspects. And I know for me, um, you know, really before I was following Christ, I crossed so many emotional boundaries well before I crossed the physical boundaries. Mm -hmm. And so um, just understanding that boundaries on both of those um, situations are are super important. Yeah. Okay. So... I just needed some help like grounding my thoughts here because honestly it just kind of caught me off guard. But I think too, like people always, especially when they are like new to the faith and they're like trying to approach relationships in a different way. So like me, for example, I've approached relationships before I was a Christ follower and like to be frank, there were little to no boundaries. Right. And then now approaching a relationship in a very different way, like what you're saying is like, it's so beyond physical boundaries. But I also think too, is like, sometimes we're looking for like, can I do this thing? Like, can we make out? But I think more than that, it's just like setting yourself up for success to not even be in the situation of like, is this thing too far? Is this thing too far? Like there are certain environments that we shouldn't be in at certain times, at least for me, like I know. I probably shouldn't be alone with somebody who I am physically attracted to, right? Like I shouldn't be staying at their apartment. I shouldn't be like, and I think we kind of just have to be really, really honest with ourselves of like, what situations have I been in in the past or what situations do I know I'm more tempted to maybe cross a line? And if I'm not clear about if that is crossing a line, like I would just say, I always err on the side of caution of like, if I'm questioning this, then maybe it is breaking an emotional or a mental or a physical boundary. And honestly, it could be just a mindset thing. Like there's a difference between boundaries and shackles. Mm. Like boundaries are what you set in place so that you stay on the road. So Mm. if you're driving on a highway, it keeps you from going off the road into areas that might get you in trouble. Mm -hmm. But if you view it as shackles, like I, I physically, or like I can't get away from this or I can't do this. I have to be able to lock myself down. It's, causes a different level of thinking. So mm-hmm. I would rather be able to say, okay, I have boundaries. I don't have shackles. I'm not being kept from this where it's uh, where it's physically hurting me or anything like that. I have boundaries that I choose to stay in. And it's a mindset thing that allows us to have a little bit of freedom. And it's not, hey, I'm being restricted in this area. Yeah. yeah. And, and I think it's sometimes it's hard to set physical boundaries because like I don't know where the line is and I don't it's because you want to cross it Um, but I know for me there's so many other boundaries too that I do have to set and those are easy to think through but when it comes physical it's tougher Mm -hmm. Um, but I think like anytime somebody hands me a tithe check at church okay Mm. I'll tell you what I don't do I don't take the check and put it in my pocket (laughs) I don't put it in my billfold you know I'm not just like I'll get to it later I'll remember to put it in the safe right I clearly carry that thing with my hand up yeah. so everybody can see it <laughs> as I put it in, you know, the the giving basket or take it to the safe so the cameras can see. Yeah. The last thing I want is for somebody to question whether or not I, you know, oh, yeah. did I take that? Did I, yeah, you know? And and so that's one example. Another one would be, man, I just I I wouldn't travel alone. That's just a personal thing. I'm yeah. like the last thing I want to do is like be in a hotel room by myself or, you know, I'm not and and when I go to a city by myself, I'm not going to go clubbing by myself, you know, just having some fun. I'm just going to have some fun by myself. Like that can only lead to bad. Me putting that check in my pocket that that can like literally only lead to bad probably. Mm -hmm. Right. And so many times, like what Heather was saying, we put ourselves in situations where it's like, no matter what, we look bad in this situation. (laughs) Like there's no outcome where it's like, yeah, well they spent the night, but we didn't have sex. Mm Mm-hmm. 
okay, but mm-hmm. how long does that last? Two, you're probably lying. Mm-hmm. Uh, three, you know, probably wanted it. Uh, four, you know, it's just a right, bad, right, right. It's a bad, bad decision. decision. Bad decision. And that's, you know, it's like, well, is that too far? Well, we didn't, you know. Um, and it's like, you are just, you are getting close to the cliff and you are wanting to jump off. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like, how do you fall off the cliff? You you go to the cliff. Don't even go off. there. Yep. Get mm-hmm. away from it. And so um, hopefully that's helpful and kind of walking through that. Again, we're not here to do the heavy lifting for yeah. you. That's something you have to decide for yourself. And even if we gave you a boundary, you'd probably be like, forget <laughs> you. I'm not going that route. So, but seriously, yeah. sit down, think about what those boundaries are before you start dating that person oh, or before yes. you hang out with that person or before, because when you're in the moment, uh, you will probably fail. I'm okay. You said that. Uh, yeah. I think also too, it's just like revisiting them. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, absolutely. Uh, like absolutely. frequently when either you're single or, yeah. or relationships relationship. change. Yeah. Yep. Like 100%. different. Yeah. I mean like even just being in a dating relationship and then like I've, actually spoken with people who are like now we're engaged and it's even harder because like obviously we were dating before to hopefully progress to marriage but now that we know like okay we're actually planning the wedding and this is going to happen now it's like why does it matter because we know we're going to get married and we've said this before too is just like dude scripture like go look in scripture like god designed it a certain way for a reason like it's he didn't create a bunch of rules to be a fun sucker. He created guides so that you could enjoy the beauty of his design the way he designed it. Like there's nothing more special than that. Like it's, it's not a punishment. It's a preparation. It's a, it's to protect you. Right. We talk about all the time in so many different areas, finances, relationships, the whole thing we operate, we need to operate off principles and not feelings. Mm -hmm. And so what this is ultimately talking about when you're talking about physical boundaries and relationships, how are you operating? Or do you have principles that you both have set in place that you are operating off of? Or is it just yeah, whatever feels right in the moment, yeah. we can yeah. go after. Yeah. This could yeah. be its whole podcast. Yeah, yeah. oh, uh, 100%. 100%. Uh, all right, next one. And this also kind of relates to dating. This is kind of, uh, I guess we got two more kind of dating questions. And uh, so this one is, how do you know? <laughs> They're the one. How do you know? How do you, you just so, know when you know, you know? So I have a unique story to this. Okay. Ooh. So this has to do with my, with my relationship with my wife that we ended up getting married. I actually... I don't believe in this. I don't believe in this across the board. Yeah. But I actually knew when I met Carissa when I was a sophomore in high school, and my friends can attest to this because I've told them all. <laughs> I knew that if I ever dated her, I was going to marry her. Aww. So, but what I was, I was 15 years old and scared out of my mind. So I avoided it for a very long time, for like five years. Like Jonah, you ran. Yes, I ran. <laughs> And then got to bring in some scripture here. Yeah, yeah. Keep going. The, so here's the reason why I ended up jumping all in and we ended up dating what, so many years later is because I realized after all that time that we had been friends. And even though like I had that feeling or whatever, when I was 15, it was because we were running in the same direction. I, I realized that I was running after certain things in life. Like I had what I felt like was a calling on my life. I had certain passions that I wanted to pursue. And as I'm running along in my life, what I noticed was that Carissa was shoulder to shoulder with me every step of the way. And so when I realized that she was the one, not just felt like she was the one, when I realized she was the one, it was because I was running after things that I felt like were God's will for my life. And she was right next to me. So why wouldn't I want to be able to say, mm-hmm. hey, 
put the yoke on me and let's go after these things Mm -hmm. together because it doubles the impact of somebody who's shoulder to shoulder with you. If that, so that's when I knew when she was the one is because, Hey, I, I could, we could make impact an impact together. Let's do this together. That's good. I, I totally agree. Like, let's stop saying it all together. Like the one, like this is a happen. There's 7 billion people or whatever on the planet. Can we honestly say that there is one person out there that is meant to like, no, none of us would be married. Except for you, Carissa, you are the one. (laughs) (laughs) I love you, Carissa. I just think we should stop doing it. And honestly, like if I can just be really frank, like, I think we just overcomplicate the entire thing, like as as Christ followers specifically, because we hear all of these like certain things of like, you know, and we can touch on this later, but like guard your heart and like you have to look for this, 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 X, Y, and Z, blah, blah, blah. But like honestly, and challenge me on this if you if you disagree, but I just like what Jordan says, I get really clear about what you want to do in your life, who you want to be. Yes what what the what your dream life looks like get really really clear about that and if you are with somebody or you meet somebody who that kind of lines up with similarly and you see the way that they love others you see the way that they relentlessly pursue the lord then i think it's like literally that simple right yep. like yep. you don't hate their guts and they follow the <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like i mean seriously the easy thing on is, the eyes yeah, easy on the this. eyes maybe a little bit but like i think that's the when I've said this before is um, I'm blanking on his name, but he wrote the book single dating engaged married. And he's like dating. The whole process of that is for evaluation. Like it's not a status to sit in. It's a process to walk through when I am dating somebody. It's not just for fun. And like we make out every now and then, and I think he's cute and we, we like get along together or whatever. Do, does he want kids? I don't know. Haven't talked about it because I'm guarding my heart. well, you're, well, I would say you're maybe wasting time if you don't know that. You're only getting closer emotionally and mentally to this person, not having hard conversations or not even hard conversations, but you don't know what this person actually values in life, what they want to create for their life. And and I, I would argue that, that maybe that's leading to more hurt than good. I don't know. You can challenge me on that. You have a challenging face. Do you disagree? No, uh, <laughs> I, I'm trying to bring the two together. Yeah. And so um, I probably relate more to Jordan D's of, I knew I was going to marry Mel before we started dating. Yeah. Um, and I'm not saying that has to be the way that it goes, but mm-hmm. I think that there is a perspective and a mindset that changes when you do come into a relationship like that. And I've heard it, the terms, you know, um, renting before, you know, renting yeah, or owning, yeah. right, you know, right, right, right. the way that you treat things, you know, when you've got a rent a car, um, you know, you, you can trash it and you can leave stuff in it and you're, you know, you're pressing on the gas and you're, you're going hard and fast. And, uh, you know, you, you I never ever wash my car, you know, if it's a renter <laughs> car and what is it? Uh, the, the speed bumps or speed ramps. Okay. So you, you do, you, you know, you drive it differently and you don't take as much care about it. Um, when it's your car, you just buy, you mm. buy a new car. You better believe I'm giving that. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm washing that car every right. other week. Okay. I'm driving it slow. The speed bumps. I'm just perfectly nice and over. I'm taking care of it. I care. I, I care about the longevity of it. This, I want this thing to last. Okay. Yeah. The last mm-hmm. thing I want is for me to trash it. And then, you know, something happens. Okay. And I think whenever we get into a relationship, 
and we have that renter's mindset of like, well, maybe it'll work out, maybe it won't. Yeah. I'm not I'm not 100% sure yet and we'll just see when we date, as we date, if maybe maybe we have enough similar maybe blah blah blah, but what I would say what was so cool about probably you and Chris and I know what was true about Mel and I is just like I got to see so many facets of our life that I'm mm-hmm. like, are you kidding me? Like just what you said, Heather, let's not overcomplicate this. Mm-hmm. I stinking love the direction she's going, how she treats people, how she cares yep. about people, yep. what yep. how she lives her life like it's amazing. And I'm like, I would be stupid <laughs> to not pursue somebody like that. Right. Yeah. And also it's the things that I'm trying to do myself. So like what you said, we're going in the same direction. And so uh, let, let's double up the power there. Yeah. So I have kind of a weird analogy in my head right now. So stick with me where we're going with this. When it comes to young adults and navigating, like, is this the one? So I think a lot of young adults tend to be like the three states of water you know there's three states of water like ice liquid Solid. gas okay, totally right? i knew that so yep. i i think yeah. that there are a lot of young adults that are like ice they're just so frozen in like fear of hey or classic overthinkers hey i don't know if i want to jump into this because i don't know if they're the one i'm constantly analyzing them before i get into a relationship because i just have so many more questions than i have answers and they just don't get anywhere because they're paralyzed those people would I would be called them frozen. And then there are others who are so fluid and stuff. They'll go from cup to cup and they'll, they're, they're flippant and they'll go from relationship to relationship, glass to glass, and they don't really care. So they're, they're more like liquid. So I would, so when you're a gas, when you're water in a gaseous state, what do you do? We learned all learned in science class. You fill the container Mm -hmm. and you're consistent in the container. So what I would say is that when you, find a person that you are the most consistent version of yourself with where you can you your relationship fills the container that you've set the boundaries for a container yeah. has boundaries you're consistent throughout i think that's the sweet spot of what we're looking for in our lives we don't need to be too scared and fearful and we also just can't be flippant and just be like yeah whatever i'll figure it out it's mm-hmm. the people that you can be the most consistent with in your life that ultimately can lead you to the places you want to go yeah, yeah. that's good and john said it before too as like more so being the person instead of like trying to find the person. I mean, I think that's huge too, because I think a lot of times we're like, what should I look for in a guy who, what kind of qualities should he have? It's like, well, what qualities do you have? Like, do you have those qualities that you say you want to look for? And I mean, and this kind of ties back into the contentment thing too, is like, I'm not engaged or married, so I shouldn't even, no, I'm kidding. I'm still qualified (laughs) to say this, but like, I wasn't necessarily looking for a relationship. I was really excited to be single like it was this season in my life where for the first time I was like actually single and not like single and still talking to someone or hanging out with someone like genuinely single and I loved it and then I won this stupid game show at the point (laughs) and (laughs) ultimately went on this date with Trent who I had been serving in the same ministry with for like two years Trent is the ultimate prize (laughs) (laughs) yeah Um, I had been serving in this ministry with them for two years and I never one time thought like, Ooh, like I should go on a date with Trent. Like, you know, first of all, he was 20 years old and I'm like, I'm so much older and distinguished. I could not like a whole, like two, maybe three years (laughs) Four actually. Um, but like through that, I, like, I just think that's like such a testament to, like I was so focused on like just being my own person. Who, who did I want to become? Like I was, it was truly a season of like, I am in such a cool position to be who I want to be and create the life that I want to create. And if somebody comes along, awesome. If they don't, 
I'm still good. Like I still genuinely enjoy my life right now. But then what happened was I met somebody who was doing the exact same thing in very close proximity. And neither one of us had ever thought like, you know, I'm interested in this person or whatever. It was both just like focused on ourselves and our relationship with the Lord and our career and our school and all of that. And we sat down together at Chili's with a $50 gift card and sat there for six hours. Dang, 50 bucks? They really hooked you up. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> and talk You could eat four meals at Chili's for that. We did. We ate two. <laughs> Two separate times. Two for 25. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I got <laughs> That's it. literally what we did. In case nobody won it, Mel and I would go out yeah. twice. <laughs> That's good. But sat there for six hours and ultimately what we realized is like, hey, we have a lot of similarities in like the life that we want to create and let's just keep hanging out. You know, like I, I like to talk to you and I, I like, like you inspire me the way that you live your life and what you value. And man, I've been serving in the same ministry in the same zone as you for two years and I never even noticed it. And I think that's just such a good testament to like when you really do have your head down, like doing the hard work and you're focused on being the right person, then like the right person will eventually come along. Yeah. And I do want to kind of debunk a myth there. When you hear Jordan and I's story, you probably think, okay, so is love at first sight is what yeah. you're talking about? No. It, it's not that. <laughs> no. I, I did know Mel for six months before I was like, ooh, if I date her, I'm marrying her type of deal. So it is a, you, you still need to see qualities of this person. It's not just like, oh my gosh, I saw him on Tinder and I swiped right and yeah. that's love at first sight and I know I'm going to marry them. Okay, God told me. Okay, don't bring God into that first off. But <laughs> second, um, that that's not how it went. Okay, so similar to yeah. what, what you were saying, you can do that while dating somebody. Yep. Mm-hmm. You can also do that while not dating somebody Correct. Mm-hmm. And, and, and know that uh, as you navigate that. But uh, one last question before we take off and- I wanted to just kind of hit one thing um, for the married couples, uh, if there's any of them listening. Um, no. Um, <laughs> I'm just playing. Carissa. Um, tell, tell, me, tell me one misconception about marriage. Ooh, this is good. And I'll kick it to Jordan first just because <laughs> I don't know if Heather – I mean, Heather probably has a lot of info. On, yeah, I'm you know. sure. Yeah, so – I don't know. I think a lot of people see the the Instagram version of marriage, like you see the the pictures in the wedding dress and the tux and all the friends surrounding it, and it's happy and it's incredible and everybody's in love. <laughs> I don't think you see the. It's hard to realize. We were talking about this earlier uh, before we started recording how selfish you are until you enter into relationships like yeah. this, yeah. and it's even harder to realize how selfish you are with somebody at the exact same time because you want like you feel the pressure of your selfishness and you want to be able to blame that on somebody else and it's just ultimately not true i am realizing now 3 years in that this is a lifelong process of trying to say hey how can i not just serve but be the ultimate example of what jesus wanted us to do in this life in my marriage. So yeah. in, the, in the Bible, it talks about how uh, the church is the bride of Christ. And so what I want to be able to do, I, I saw the way in scripture, how Jesus served the people that uh, he was gathering as followers, how he served the world around him. And it makes me want to say, okay, what are the selfish things in my life that I hold so tightly to that I don't give up? Like, do I have to watch four hours of an NBA game on when the playoffs are on every night when I could be having a conversation with <laughs> with with my wife or when I, we could be talking and dreaming together it's 
it's just little stuff like that that piles up over time that you realize, man, I'm just not a very well-rounded person. Yes, yes. And it's hard to realize that, and it's even harder to navigate both of your own selfish lives together. Yeah, and, and I've uh, it, falling in love is easy, staying in love is tough. Yes. I mean, just right. long long story short, but uh, similar to what you were saying, I mean, it's it. At the beginning of our marriage, falling in love, it's like, oh my gosh, date night Thursday. Yeah. This is great. But when you're married, it's like, what, you really going to eat once a week? Yeah. That's it? <clears throat> like, it, th- like, you eat three times a day. Yep. What do you think that you should be investing in your relationship? Like, three times a day at least, maybe? Right. <laughs> like, that's a great starting point. If you eat three times a day, you should probably invest in your relationship three times a day. Um, and that doesn't mean that you sit down and you eat... Um, you know, dinners with the whole family for three hours every single night. That's not, that's not what's expected, but you know, um, you have to be investing in that. And that can be like what you said. It doesn't mean you take all four hours off of watching that NBA game, but it does mean, yeah, let's have 30 minutes of intentional conversation. Right. And sometimes that doesn't happen right away. So it takes 10 minutes of warm up and then 30 minutes right. of, of, you know, intentional conversation. And so we have to remember that that's a daily investment, not like a weekly fling. Yeah. Right before John gives his way better advice, I think the scariest thought before marriage is the best thought after you get married. The scariest thought is this is forever. <laughs> yeah. Like 75 this, to life. Th- this, <laughs> this is going to be for the rest of my life. But the best thought after, because it gives you so much grace and Mm. runway and forgiveness, is that Mm. this is for the rest of our lives. So we have the opportunity to build something special over the entire course of our lives. And so it it can't be like, oh man, like you're going to screw up. You're probably going to screw up multiple times a week. I mean, it's just going to happen. So don't put too much pressure on yourself. But it's a lifelong thing and uh, to build great things, it takes solid foundation and it takes just intentional things year after year, day after day, week after week, whatever it takes to build the life that you want to build. That's good. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. I'm not married. So, <laughs> so we're, we're escaping Heather on this one. Uh, but no, hey, thank you so much for listening. Uh, as you know, this is just the first week of kind of this three week relationship. Um, I don't want is it a series. This is a series. Series, series. Um, And so the next two weeks are going to be pretty focused. This one was just, hey, let's address some questions that we've gotten and and let's hit those right at the gate. The next two weeks are going to be a little bit more specific, but uh, we're excited to dive into that with you. Again, if you ever have questions, you can always just DM us on NP The Point. There it is. And we'll be talking about DMs and a couple of these other ones as well. Um, yeah, so you better get your practice now. So slide into well. our DMs. Slide into our DMs, okay? Uh, with, with NP The Point, or you can always email us at whatisthepoint at northpointchurch.tv, and your fingers will be tired by the time you type that out. But uh, we'd love to hear from you. Thanks for listening. We'll see you again next week.